Hey guys, hey ladies, hey friends, hey foes. We just wanted to take a second to remind you that while we're okay swearing when little ears are listening, you might not be, and that's okay. So here's your chance to pause us and wait for nap time, or pop in your earbuds. We hope you enjoy the episode. to another episode of Done Playing by the Rules. We have a special episode for you today. A spooky episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm Jenna. And I'm Janelle. And today we're getting ready for the holiday spirit. And I do not mean Christmas. No, One of our personal favorites, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> Halloween. I was going to say, you guys are really lucky we waited as long as we did for Halloween because technically we've been on Halloween. I don't think we ever quit Halloween last year. Mm-mm. Like my kids no. went right back to like Nightmare Before Christmas as soon as Halloween ended. Yes. We go right through. Yep. We already went to Salem. And it's funny because I hear people be like, oh my gosh, we are a huge Halloween family too. And then I'm like, we are too. We're going to Salem. And people are like, what's Salem? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, It's the pilgrimage. It's on, yeah. It's been on my bucket list since I was a kid. And I'm when we so found out jealous. we were moving to Virginia from Texas, right away, I was like, we're going to Salem one day. And we did I know, it. Zach and the kids loved it. Now too. And actually Zach right was now- too scared last year to watch Hocus Pocus. And so we broke his Hocus Pocus virginity this year. And now all they talk about is Hocus Pocus and Salem. the best? But if you let your kids watch Hocus Pocus, be prepared. They do mention so virgin. And Did your kids ask? Mine didn't ask. Didn't. I was like, Mm-mm. please don't ask. And I th- was thinking about Ezra asking because he's so curious. I was I like, no, they can ask what that is because then I have to tell him. Yeah. But I think he asked last Christmas because of that like Christmas song, Virgin Mary <laughs> something. You know, I think he asked me then. So he oh, might be explaining Virgin. Ma- please don't start your explanation of Virgin oh with gosh. Virgin Mary that right? somehow had a baby. <laughs> But they did pick up on – Peyton picked up on one of the kids, the mean kid, called the other one like a porker. And so she was calling everyone a oh. porker for a day and we had to nix that. Yeah. But besides <laughs> that, everything was good. She thought it was hilarious that they said I that. I kind of want Peyton to call me a porker just <laughs> I because I think it would be so cute coming out of her little bow. Yep. And she obviously didn't know exactly what it meant because she was calling everyone that. And we're just like, no, like <laughs> it means something else. So doesn't, yeah. It doesn't make people feel happy. No, my kids are actually outside right now with backpacks and Nerf guns playing Ghostbusters. So, because <gasps> you guys did Ghostbusters last night, didn't you? Our other family favorite. Yep. Well, they've been playing Ghostbusters since last year, but they've never seen it. But somehow they know a lot. I think Zach told them like about Slimer and stuff. So they've been playing it, and we're like, we're just gonna let them. My watch kids it and they were Ghostbusters it. for to or whatever the last Halloween we went trick-or-treating was so whatever year to, to 2019 yeah yeah they were Ghostbusters Mikey was Marshmallow Man and Zach was a Ghostbuster and they had never I don't think they'd seen the movie at that point Aww. so I don't know how they knew about it but that's what they picked to be and it was so cute but it was like 85 so degrees and Mikey was Poor in the Mikey. Marshmallow Man costume <laughs> just sweating and at, like he was like two so of course like also not like good at walking and he like yes. made it like three houses and then asked to go home Aww. but he was so his shirt was like sweat through and I was like oh I'm gosh. the worst mother ever I made you wear this Marshmallow Man costume around in 80 degrees of Richmond <laughs> Halloween yep well actually that same year Ezra was that blow up dinosaur 
And so same thing. He was like pouring in sweat, our poor kids. And it was, there was a big windstorm coming and we're like, he's going to get blown away. Cal, you have to hold, tie him down yeah. like a Macy's Day float. Yes, exactly. So as you can tell, we're all excited for Halloween. Mm. My kids are going as Toothless, which is from How to Train Your Dragon. Mm-hmm. That's what Peyton wanted to be. And Ezra is Godzilla. Brandon's oh. going as me and I'm going as him. That's a cheap, I- affordable way. To do love it. this. Yeah. yeah. Jenna so, and Brandon's costumes are always amazing. Last year they were Gomez and Morticia and it was unbelievable. It was I need to use that wig again because it was my favorite. The super you have long, to put that costume. One. Oh, and then Jenna was sending me videos of her running errands in the face <laughs> makeup and hair because she did her <laughs> face makeup and hair and then had to run some errands. And so she mm-hmm. was like going into stores like that. It was, it was amazing. my favorite. I just sometimes wear the wig just because I love it. I hope you have a picture of you just running errands in the wig and the full makeup. I do. Oh, my God. We're posting it with this episode. Write it in your notes. And what are you guys this year? Oh, my God. What are we? Okay. So Zach wants us to have – we're doing multiple costume changes like celebrities. We're doing all skeletons for one of our costumes because Mikey loves skeletons. So Mikey is skeleton pterodactyl, which was quite the costume to find. I'm wearing just like a full skeleton onesie. I can't remember what Zach's doing. Zach and Josh are doing some sort of skeleton. And then for the other one, we're all Pokemon because Zach wanted us all to be Pokemon characters. So Zach is Ash, who's like the leader of Pokemon trainers. Mikey is Pikachu. Josh is wearing a double mm-hmm. XL Snorlax costume. And when you sent is, me that picture, I could. I will. You have to. Post I will. It. Post I could it. not. Handle I'll post it. it. And then I'm being Evie, which is just like basic. I always try to find a costume that? that is just like the brown one. Okay. I think Zach sent the. It's the brown guy that like looks. That has like all the evolutions. I don't know. Brown girl guy. I don't know. I think some of them are they. Oh, cute. So I just Googled her. That's a It's cute literally one. just ears and like a neck thing. And then I'm going to wear like a brown sweatshirt and brown pants. Perfect. Janelle uh, likes to go minimal. I like to go minimal. all out. I'm usually a cat because I can just yep. wear – last year I was a cat and I've been a cat at least five times yes. because I can just wear like a mask and ears and a nose and whiskers and a black shirt and black pants. Well, and your hair was dark last year, so it really went yeah, really, it was really well good last year. Yeah. This year, you'd have to be a tabby. Isn't that what they're called? Mm. The like multicolored ones? <laughs> this is not my best hair, anyone. Let's not talk. Let's not talk about Janelle's hair right now. It's very sensitive. She's going through a phase. You just have to incorporate it into your Halloween costume. It's perfect I mean, it, for Evie. It matches Evie perfectly. It couldn't be yeah. better, to be honest. So it's, it's for that. Okay. Mm. So we're going to talk about personal experiences with creepy things, hauntings and such. And I'm going to share one from my grandmother. And then we had two listeners write in. I'm excited. It's interesting, though. And Janelle and I have talked about it. I feel like very sensitive people are more open. And so they do receive more like hauntings or visions or what have you. My husband is not one of those people. So he has not experienced many. The only ones he's experienced have been with me. Um, And one of them is like, not very spooky, so I'm not going to share it. But like, he was like, oh my gosh, like I've never experienced this kind of stuff except with you. I'll have dreams and they'll come true. And I used to not tell him about them. And I think he kind of like wrote it off like, oh, sure, you dreamt about that. So now I tell him and then it comes true. And he's like, holy shit, like <laughs> this is kind of crazy. And I had some really weird dreams this last week. And I told Janelle, it, they don't 
always mean what I interpret them to mean. I sometimes take them very literally. And so they creeped me out. Let's make this a note for everyone. Don't talk your friends off ledges. Give them other options, but also validate their experience. Oh, yeah. I said to Jenna, like, this might not be true. But it could be true. Like, Mm -hmm. I have had a lot of those too, where I like dream something and then it happens. And Mm -hmm. it's just like a really sensitive intuition to things. And Josh also doesn't believe in it and always writes it off. And I was like, well, I mean, that person was old anyways. So clearly like, and I was like, okay. Oh, like if they die. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, I knew it was happening and I told you it was going to happen. So we literally went back and forth on this in the car on Saturday. But I don't believe him and he doesn't believe me. So too bad. My thing also I've noticed, and I need to be better at recording it, is if things happen in threes in my dreams – Usually something big is going on. And this bad dream I had happened twice. So, and it hasn't happened since. For instance, I had three dreams about one of my cousins and I reached out to her and they weren't bad. It was like, we were shopping together. Uh, We went on a trip together. I called her, called her and I was like, hey, is everything okay? And she was actually having like a really hard time and felt really lonely and isolated from family. Like that kind of stuff happens. So do you want to start or do you want me to start? I just want to share, which... My favorite Halloween memory of all Mm -hmm. time. If you were from Minnesota, which Jenna's not familiar with this, if you were from Minnesota, we had the Halloween blizzard of 1991, which would have made me, I don't know, what, six, seven, six, about to be seven. It was the best Halloween ever. We got, we got so like a record snowfall in Minnesota. However, I would like to point out this was like, this is like a super funny, like well-known meme in Minnesota, but uh, 22 people did die in it. So like, Mm -hmm. I would like to not make as much light of it as I was planning on. Yeah. But it was the single largest one time snowfall on record in Minnesota. It was eight inches and four hours on Halloween. And then we ended up getting a total of 28.4 inches over like four days. And it's just snowed consistently, huge, heavy snowflakes. Everything was shut down. It was so fun. My dad and my uncle took all of us kids out and the mom stayed home. And my brother's Halloween, he had like a plastic bag. His bag ripped open. He didn't know it. And me and my girl, best friend, girl, cousin followed him and picked up all of his oh. candy <laughs> and put it in our bags. And no one knew until we got home. And then my brother was like, had no candy And we got in so much trouble and had to share all our candy (laughs) with them. But it was still one of my favorite like memories of all time is the dads like the snow was like well above like up to our like above our knees at eight inches when you're six years old. Yeah. And it was so much fun. I don't remember what we were dressed as, but I went out with all my we always did Halloween with all of our cousins. And we went to my aunt's neighborhood and my brother had no candy at the end and was furious. But The Halloween blizzard of 91 is like the most infamous thing in Minnesota history. So I just want to shout out to all of our Minnesota people. Like, remember how rad that blizzard was, but also like, it's less fun when you actually read about it on Wikipedia and realize like people were, it was fun when you were a kid, but like, Mm -hmm. there were lots of people without power. There were lots of people hurt. Like, yeah, it's less of a fun thing when you actually read about it. But shout out to Halloween blizzard of 1991. And isn't that funny? Like you have this great memory of it and you're, you said it was your dad that took you? 
Yeah, my dad, my uncle took all of us. They were kids. probably like, this is fucking miserable. This I'm is so an, cold. I remember them having fun, but I think they were like drinking the whole time too because oh, that was like their thing. And yeah. they, I don't remember them complaining, but I'm sure like imagine us having to do it. Like, oh, uh-huh. but I think we knew at the time this was like going to be some wild blizzard. And okay. so it was like kind of like a wild adventure. I'm sure they were half drunk because those two like to drink back then. Yeah. So. Oh, that's so funny. Well, I think I'll start with, This one, it's super short. It's just, I think I've shared it on here. I was a very open kid. I got a lot of like gut feelings or I don't know if premonition is the right word, depending on what you believe. I Um, believe. I did. I do too. I would get a lot of those as a kid or I would tell my mom, like I dreamt about this and then she would be like, how do you know about that? Like that kind of stuff, like stuff that happened Mm. when I was super little. Yeah, I often dreamt about me going and visiting our house when it was being built. And I would tell my mom and my mom would be like, that exact same thing happened. I was months old, not even maybe I was one. Still, I might have been one, but still like, and we didn't have like videos back then. So it's not like there was like videos. And then I often saw a man in our house when I was growing up. And I wasn't scared of him. He was a full, I guess it's called a shadow figure because I could never see a face, but he wasn't like in the shadows, if that makes sense. Like his whole, it was just like his outline and all his whole outline. Yeah. And he wore like a cape, but not like a Superman cape, like um, old timey, how they used to, like when it was cold, you know what I mean? Like a poncho cloak. Yeah. And he wore a hat, but it wasn't a top hat. I've tried to describe it to my grandma and she told me the name, but I can't remember. Maybe it was like a, I don't think it was a fedora, but not like super tall, fancy hat, but like, like what they used to wear with those cloaks. So it wasn't like a yeah. dress yeah. hat. It was like a rain hat. Like if you yeah, see exactly. movies, they, it's almost like a fedora, but it's like a little bit heavier and like usually you know like what I'm talking about. Yes. Of course yeah. I do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw him all the time as a kid, especially in our like kitchen area we had this area of like it's like a half rounded area where a kitchen table was and there was four windows like really big windows and I would see him standing right there often so it wasn't even like a dark area and it was like a feeling of peace and safety when I saw him that's what I was going to ask you is like was it a scare because like your feeling Mm -hmm. is your gut feeling is right in that situation if you believe yep. in what we believe in. And so he was somebody that was more of a protector feeling than right. a scary predator feeling. And then he went away when I was probably like a preteen. And I've never seen him since, even though oh, I still lived in that house. Come back. I know. And I don't know if it was because of stuff I was going through with my mom being sick or if maybe he was a spirit and somehow he crossed over. I don't really know what happened or if something happened that I don't remember about. Which That's is when why I we're going to go to a fears. medium and they're going to tell us right? what happened yes. to him. Yeah. Or who he was is what I want to know. Like I, at that point, didn't know anyone that had died. All my grandparents were living. So nobody that I had met had died. I don't know. And he might have not been my person. He could have been my mom's or somebody oh. else's. I don't know. But yeah, that was mine as a kid. And then And you remember it into preteen. I remember uh, it ends at preteen. Yeah, but so like, like this wasn't this would be explainable if it was like it went away when I was four because like mm-hmm. little kids have weird imaginations like that, but yours is too long to be oh, yeah. imaginary. I mean, Ooh. I definitely remember seeing him around age like 
10 or 12, somewhere in that age range. So I definitely remember. And that's like the last one I remember. And it was like, I was coming in from the outside of our house. We had like a straight shot from like kitchen. It went like kitchen, living room, hallway, back door. If you can imagine that straight shot. And I was coming in through that back door and I turned around to go back outside to get something. And when I looked over my shoulder, I can remember him standing there and he was relatively close to me. And I just like stood there and stared at him. And then he walked off and then I went outside. And that's the last time I remember seeing him. I want him to come back. I know. <laughs> I'm attached to him and I didn't even yeah. know him. And it was just like a really peaceful feeling. And I just went outside and went about my day. And and it wasn't like a quick glimpse. You know, like sometimes you think you see things out of the corner of your eye. Like yeah. I can remember like holding contact with him. And he would usually just like I like how you're off. like, I probably talked about this in the podcast before. And I'm like, no, I'm your best friend. <laughs> yeah. Self, self-proclaimed I I and it. I've never yep. heard it. Rude. Yeah. No, that you've definitely never met. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I've never really gone in depth about it. So I told my mom about it and she actually wasn't freaked out, surprisingly. She was very into ghosts and spirits and guardian. Open to it. Guides. She called Mm -hmm. them guardian, like guides, but she never had an experience and she was always bummed. So see, that's how I, me and your mom are like the same. Like I'm bummed that I never got to meet him. Yeah. Her and her best friend (laughs) stayed in a haunted hotel, Haley Ann. And I think they stayed up like all, I don't know if it was all night, but a lot. When my mom got back from her trip, she had like millions of pictures of mirrors. And I was like, why'd you take pictures of mirrors? And she was like, I heard you you like, it's like, see their reflection. And she never saw it. So, Oh my gosh, we're totally doing that. Yeah. Jenna and Janelle relive. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, mom, like you and Leanne are big personalities. They were probably scared of you guys. So, (laughs) (laughs) And their picture taking with their like disposable camera on the mirror. Yes. (laughs) They're probably just laughing at them. So like, okay, good luck. And then my next like haunting experience wasn't until college. Either It was either the summer after college or my first year teaching. I lived in a house with four other girls in Fort Worth, Texas. It was an older house. And when we moved in, some fraternity guys had lived there before us. It was a disgusting mess. They didn't clean it between people. They literally were walking out the door to move out when we were moving in. So they had four bedrooms. My room was a converted garage. It was a garage that was changed into a room. So when you walked in, you had to go down a step. And then they had built another garage onto the house. So it had a garage. We were like, we want to use the garage. So we opened the garage. I had a bedroom door that went into the garage. And we opened it. And it was full of stuff. So we thought it was these frat guys stuff. So we contacted our landowner. Wait, what is it called? Our landlord. Thank you, landlord. And we were like, hey, like, can we clear out the garage? We want to use it, especially with four cars. Like if we could put one in the garage, that'd be really helpful. And he was like, kind of weird about it. And he was like, no, when we bought the house, it was like that. And we want to leave it. And we were like, okay. And it was two gay guys that were our landlords. And it was actually an interesting story. They were best friends and they were married to women and they fell in love and they divorced their wives and yes, got married. Live your <laughs> and they were, life. yes. So they were probably like late forties. So not super right. old. And so when we started going into the garage, it was all really old people's stuff. There was a lot of dog collars, which was kind of weird. Oxygen tanks 
boxes of like old clothes, old shoes. Like you could tell it was an elderly, we only saw man, man stuff and just junk stuff. I don't even remember just like boxes of junk. And we were just like, what the hell? So like we never cleared it out and you couldn't open the garage from the outside because it was so packed. So I had that door, like I said, in my room. One time I went out of town for the weekend and I came back and my door was locked and it had one of those like turn locks and it was locked from the inside. And I was like, what the heck? So I asked all my roommates and they're like, no, like we weren't home either. We couldn't get in the room. We had to call the handyman and he had to come break down the door and none of us locked it. And you, and it wasn't even like an easy, oh, it accidentally jiggled shut. Like it was really hard to do. So that was like kind of weird. We were like, that's really weird. And they're like, are you sure? And I was like, no, I would never like lock my door and then shut it knowing I didn't have a key. Then we would, as a side job, babysit dogs in our house. And so we had at one point, I think we had like four dogs in our house and they were large (laughs) dogs. They all were drawn to my room. I would find them in the closet a lot. Often they would get on my bed, which was against the garage wall and just stand there and bark. (gasps) And there was one time I had a dog with my ex at the time and my dog was over. Her name was Juno and she and Brandon was there. She just stood on my bed and looked in the corner where like the garage and the wall met and barked and we could not get her to stop. Yeah, (gasps) she would not stop. Every time, like the dogs were all just like drawn to that room. None of us were really talking about it at the time. I was living with my best friend and then we started experiencing some stuff together and we started talking more. So her and I were teachers and then the two other girls we lived with, they also worked. And there was many times since we were teachers, we were usually the first ones home. Many times we'd come home and all the doors would be open to the house. So we would get mad at our roommates and be like, hey, like we're the first to leave because we leave super early. You guys left the doors open. And I'm not talking about unlocked. I'm talking about all the way open, back doors, everything. And they're like, no, we didn't. So then everyone was being a little more like aware of like, I locked the door. I locked the door. It happened multiple times. Then one time we came home and the gas stove was on. We walk in. And we smell gas and we're like, what the heck? And we blamed one of our roommates and we're like, she ate really healthy. And we're like, you're always cooking eggs. It was totally you. And um, (laughs) like boiling, like hard boiling eggs. And she kept saying like, no, 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 no. And that happened like two or three times. The gas was just on when we came home or we'd come out of our room and you'd smell it. And the gas was just on. That's terrifying. Isn't it? And actually I was, when I was writing these notes, I was like, let me just Google like if that's like a paranormal thing. It's super common, which I didn't know. They turn on the gas stove. Isn't that weird? Oh, I want to go Google paranormal things now. That sounds super fun. Yeah. Because I was like, maybe it was my roommate. Maybe I shouldn't include that one. Then this has happened to me two times in houses and I don't know why there's ends up being a dog in our backyard and we in Texas, you have like, what is like eight foot privacy fences. Yeah. And so one time we all come home from work and there's a huge golden German shepherd. And both times that this has happened to me, they've been like golden German shepherds, which is really weird. Um, Not in the same house. I guess so. And we get home and he's in our yard. And none of our neighbors had a dog. We don't have a gate that's open or anything. And he's just in our yard staring at us in the house. And we're all like, hey, like who brought home this dog? Which wasn't uncommon. And no one, everyone's like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. So we finally found his owner and she accused us of stealing him, which was a whole other thing. But no one (laughs) could figure out how this dog got in our backyard. And that was part of why she accused us because she came over and she was like, he could not get into your yard. Like our fence is 
you share fences usually in Texas. And so they were like, unless somebody else had him, which still he couldn't jump an eight foot fence. There's no gaps in the fence. There are all those like wooden planks. So she was convinced we got the dog, put him in our yard. too big to lift over the fence. Oh yeah, way too big. So then we all started talking and especially my roommate, Sarah and I, and I was like, you know, whenever I'm in the shower, I feel one, like I'm being watched. And then my roommate, Sarah was like, do you also hear voices in the shower? And I was like, yep. They would call out our names. It was a male's voice. Only happened in the shower. and they w- Or they would be like, hello. And I can't tell you how many times someone would be in the shower and we would hear them talking. <laughs> the person in the shower. Yeah. So like say Jill I'm was in the, the shower. shower. Yeah. And I'm and like, we'd hear them be what like, do you want? Yeah, exactly. And we'd be like, who are you talking to? And they're like, you just said my name. And we're like, no, like no one did. And so all of, everyone experienced that, but especially my roommate, Sarah and I, and it was always a male's voice and we're all women living together. And some of us had boyfriends. So we're like, maybe it's them. Or we'd be like, oh, someone's in here because we're thinking a male is coming in. But when you're in a shower and you hear your name, you're like, don't come in. I love these stories so much. (laughs) Yep. That house is still there. I don't live there anymore, obviously. We tried to Google it and see like previous owners, but it had changed hands and been rented. And we don't know if it was like- College houses, yeah. mm -hmm. We don't know if the- belongings belong to a renter or to somebody that lived there. And this was around like the TCU area. And so it's a really old area. And the house was really old. I want to say 40s, but I could be wrong on that. And so it's like, you don't know like where or who, but it yeah, seemed but that's friendly. A, a minus great the gas. amount of time. Minus uh-huh. the gas and like, yeah. I mean, yeah, the person talking to us in the shower. Other than that, yeah. like very yeah. friendly. Yeah. So that was my biggest experience. And it, like I said, we never felt threatened. We just all naturally moved out eventually, like moving on with our lives. It didn't make us move out, but it makes me wonder if the landlord experienced anything because he didn't want to disturb the stuff in the garage. And we even told him like we were willing to do it for him. And he just like was like, no. And so that makes me wonder, like, I mean, there was even like- Now I want to go back and find stuff in the garage. Yeah. There was even like wood- like scrap wood left over. And we're like, can we at least like toss that out? And he's like, nope, don't mess with it. But he had stuff. no connection to it. It was there that when he, would he got say. there. Okay. Did you have any more spookies happen? Tell me more no, that spooky was it. stories. That's all you had. Okay. No, but those are really good. I don't have any good spookies, even though I always try to keep myself very open to them. I guarantee my sister is going to listen to this and be like, remember when this happened, this mm-hmm. happened, this Same happened, here. this happened, this happened, because I don't remember any of them. But I wanted to share, Jenna and I each picked um, a favorite listener story that we got in. So I want to read mine. And this is one of my girlfriend's husband's story, which my favorite spooky thing is rocking rocking chairs with no Mm. explanation. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's just the most satisfying spooky. And so this one had one. So he doesn't remember a lot of it because he was a little kid. He was three-ish when they moved into the house in Iowa. Lots of low-key ghosty stuff happened. There was a rocking chair that would rock by itself in his sister's room. She was around one at a time at the time. A door would open on its own. A previous owner's son, maybe the ghost son in parentheses, said, oh, my mom always wanted a door there. Once a babysitter was trying to go down the hall to check on the kids and she couldn't get past a point in the hallway. She said there was a cold wall. 
He doesn't remember anything. And they moved again when he was five. He remembers being outside with babysitters because the babysitters never wanted to go into the house. She wrote back again because she must ask her husband for more details. I have more haunting details regarding the (laughs) rocking chair. And I was like, yes, more rocking chair. Neighbors were over. Adults were hanging out, drinking and getting loud. Kids were playing outside. Grown-ups heard a door slam, and when they went to investigate, they discovered a window had been opened and a rocking chair had been moved in front of it. The rocking chair was rocking on its own. The kids were in the view of the window. Maybe the ghost was pissed that the grown-ups weren't watching the kids. Mm-hmm. Also, it was more than just one door open all the time. Apparently, they would le- and this so links up to your story. Apparently, they would leave the house doors unlocked, etc., and return with all the doors wide open. Yes. <laughs> it is such a creepy feeling cuz your first instinct is like, "Oh, somebody's in my house, like robber." Mm-hmm. And then you don't want to like walk around. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I know. I like how your voice got creepy, too. I made a creepy voice for it, too. But that's from my friend Kristen. I won't say her name or her husband's name just in case he's not that into this, but Kristen won't care. But how much do you love the idea of the cold wall, which I totally believe in all that cold stuff and temperature Mm -hmm. stuff. I also love a rocking chair that's up to mischief. Inside, especially. I know. And my mom always wanted a door there. And then there's a door. Oh, I just love like all the like generations. What does it mean? My mom always wanted a door there. What I read it as is there was uh, one of the previous owners, they had put a door in since someone left and the door was getting left open all the time. And the son came back and was like, oh yeah, my mom had always wanted a door there. And so a door had been put in and it was getting left open all the time. I love that. (laughs) I love it. I'm going to share my grandma's and I grew up hearing this story, which I love. My grandparents bought a farmhouse in Ligonier, Pennsylvania that was built in the 1800s and it was not in great shape. And so they went through and they started redoing a lot of it and they started getting a lot of activity. First of all, this house is built on 21 acres of farmland. An Indian trail goes through it that leads to like a fort where I guess a lot there was a lot of like battles stuff happened there. And then when my grandma did research on the house, which I couldn't find anything because it goes back so far that you'd have to actually go to the library there or the historical society and get books. So it wasn't online, unfortunately, but she remembers researching it when they started experiencing some stuff in the house and they have a huge tree. I think it's on the side yard or the back and a man was hung. She doesn't know why there was no information. It just said like his name and hung. And she doesn't know if it was like, that's what they did as punishment back then or what exactly happened. So they do know for sure that there were some deaths around their property. I'm very creepy. And I decided to look at the current homeowners and see if they have ever posted anything and they have not. But I've been tempted to reach out. (laughs) So I know. Okay. But also my mom lived in this house and my uncle and they experienced things as well. And this was a house that was very near and dear to them. And we went back to go visit when we were kids. My mom had a school reunion, a high school reunion in Ligonier. So we went back and my cousins were all there and everything. And so 
My mom is very social, as you heard. So she is like, I'm going to go knock on their door and say, hi, I used to live here. Maybe they'll let us inside. The property has like the house and then it has yard and a huge brown fence. And so my mom goes, knocks, knocks, knocks. No one answers. Knock, knock, knock. No one answers. And they don't see any cars or anything. So then they have us take a picture on the fence. And as we're taking the picture, my mom is like, someone is staring at us through the window. And we all look and we didn't see anything. And she was like, they were just there staring at me through the top window. We didn't see anything. But that's where their bedrooms Mm -hmm. She said it was a woman. And so she was like, either someone's home and they're hiding or something else. But there were no cars there. So I don't know. That's perfect. So my grandma tells that their bedrooms were upstairs. There were multiple instances where her and my grandpa would be sound asleep and they would wake up to the whole bed shaking. They wouldn't see anyone. And she said it happened on numerous occasions. Whole bed just shaking. And my grandpa recalls it as well. She claims a UFO landed in there. I totally, my mom used to say UFOs land. I believe in it. And I love it. I just loved hearing my grandma say it. I just giggled. Your grandma's the best. And she was like, she told me, she was like, you cannot convince me otherwise. You can commit me, you can whatever, but there was a UFO that landed. And she even went out and investigated a few days later, drove the farm truck out there and couldn't find anything. And, And if you know Ligonier, it's a small town. There's not like lights to be confused by this. My favorite story from it though, is my uncle went off to college. This is a few years after they've lived there. And he comes home for a break and no one else is home. And my grandparents are out for the evening. And so he comes home and he's upstairs and he hears somebody walking. And then he hears somebody walking upstairs. Walking is so spooky. And he said it's very loud thuds like a man in boots. And he's like, hello. And it pauses. Hello. (gasps) No response. So my uncle goes about and then he hears more walking up the stairs. So he freaks out and he runs to, I want to say his parents' room. And he has to like cross the hall. So he's like freaking out. He runs across and he gets some kind of weapon. I think it was a bat. And locks himself in there. But he, the whatever, came all the way upstairs and paused, walked a little down the hall, turned around, and walked back down the stairs. And my uncle was stayed in there until my grandparents got home. And he's in college. So you can imagine this like (laughs) – He's not like bullshit kidding. And he's tall. And you can imagine him like – yeah. And he still talks about that story to this day. It wasn't just like my grandparents that experienced it. And my grandpa and my grandma, they're both like, we're so old. We wish we like wrote down more stories. But they said there was like multiple hauntings like in the house, especially when they started renovating. So yeah, we need to move to an old timey house and get haunted. Jenna and I I made a pact with each other the other day that if one of us dies before the other one, we will full haunt each other because we both feel sad we haven't had a full haunt experience yet. And so we promised each other on our dying deathbeds that we would full haunt each other. I am disappointed, though, because my mom promised me she would haunt me. And I haven't. Oh, I did have I, one experience, though. I was going to – I had to fly to Texas right after she died. Oh, we were doing a memorial for her. And I was really anxious. This is the time when I was very, like, in my panic mode of grief where everyone's going to die. I can't get on a plane with my kid, my husband. Should we fly separate kind of thinking like- I'm still there and I'm only two years out. So baby, don't you worry. (laughs) Right? 
And I had a jewelry box in my room that was opening. And I just remember saying like, mom, please, please, please come to me. Like, give me comfort. Like, I just, I need you. I just, I don't know if I should go. And like the jewelry box closed and it was a wooden one that it didn't have like hinges. So I don't really know how it closed. And it was really loud and I felt better afterwards, but that's the only thing I've somewhat experienced with her. I wish there was more, but yeah. So we have one more listener right in. I'm so so excited because I haven't heard this one yet. And this is from, I'll just give first name of Crystal. I'll read it as I'm her. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Via Crystal. In 2004, my mom, my husband, which was then fiance, and I rode trip to Germantown, Tennessee to visit family. We were staying with my aunt and uncle. My husband and I were not married yet, and my uncle and aunt are very Christian, so my husband slept in one room, and my mom and I slept in another. Our second night there, I was having a hard time falling asleep because I was used to sleeping with the TV on and there wasn't a TV in the bedroom. I finally got up and went to their game room. It was a huge room at the end of the hall that was pretty far from all the bedrooms. I turned on the TV and laid down on the couch. Almost immediately, I started to feel creeped out like someone was watching me. I rolled over so that I was facing the back of the couch and tried to go to sleep. Suddenly, I felt like someone was standing over me. I reluctantly opened my eyes and looked up. There was an old woman standing over, staring at me. I jumped up and she was gone. I quickly turned off the TV and got the hell out of there. My mom woke up when I came back into our room, so I told her what happened. First thing in the morning, I ran to my husband's room and told him. The next day, my cousin and her husband took my husband and I to downtown Memphis. We were walking and casually talking. I don't remember how it came up, but I mentioned that I had gone to the game room the night before and got a little creeped out, but I didn't say anything about seeing the old woman. And she said, oh yeah, that room is haunted. There's an old woman in that room. (laughs) I stopped in my tracks and told her that I saw her. She proceeded to tell me that over the years when they were growing up in that house, that she and her sister had both made that room their bedroom at different times, but it never lasted long because they would wake up with the old woman standing over them. Apparently, my aunt and uncle never saw her and never believed them. My cousin was excited that I saw her because it validated what she and her sister experienced growing up in that house. She told my aunt as soon as we got back to their house, but she still didn't believe us and just laughed it off. (gasps) Isn't that good? That's so good. I I love love it's like like only when they're sleeping. Oh, yeah, Yeah. no, no. She's totally hanging. That's Gertrude. We see her all the time. She just loves sleeping she just women. Loves to sneak up on a gal while she's sleeping on the couch. Oh yep. My God. I that's, love that one so much. Mm-hmm. That's all I've got. All, all the other experiences I've had are like little blips. Yeah, I love a good haunting story. I totally okay. believe in it. I want to know why. Also, why is Halloween your favorite? Do you think? Let's pretend this is this is what my therapist would act ask me. Is Halloween mm-hmm. your kid's favorite because it's your favorite, or do you feel like we, like I believe, we were witches in a past life, and this is our holiday? <laughs> I don't. So my kids will say that like Christmas is their favorite because of gifts, because they're still on that greedy stage. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. in terms of excitement. Halloween is by far their favorite. Like there's, they don't play Christmas all year round. They're still talking about Halloween and playing Halloween at Christmas, but they're at that age where they like gifts. And so they're really excited. I don't know why Halloween is my favorite. I have a lot of positive memories. My mom made every holiday fun growing up. That Yeah. And so this is um, like an extra fun party one that has like, so I yeah. think this one's really fun too. And like, it's got so little like required 
effort that goes into it. Like Thanksgiving, you have to plan the meal and accommodate guests. And Mm -hmm. Christmas, you have to buy everyone gifts and rush around in the mall. And this one is just like pure, unadulterated, like fun, I feel like. And I've always liked hauntings and creepy movies. And I have like really good childhood memories of like, uh, like on cold Saturday or Sunday mornings, like laying on the couch with my dad watching like the birds or any like old Hitchcock oh, movies, so good. Frankenstein, all of that. And I think that adds to it. I think I really like the weather, which adds a lot to it. And then I've just mm-hmm. always been very intrigued by spirits and death and everything. And so when all of that is heightened and all of society around me is supporting that and there's a lot yes, to do with it. That's I think what it's it really is. Fun. Yes. So like when we went to Salem, Brandon was like, could you live here? And I was like, if it's like this all year, yes. But if they I need shut them to down, commit like, to this yeah. all year. If they shut down like all these like stores and like their witchcraft stuff, like, no, I'm not here just like for seasonal shit. They like, keep it up all year. I do. I think so too. Especially so, with Hocus Pocus, like re, they're coming out with Hocus Pocus two allegedly in twenty twenty two. Especially with that, I bet they'll stay open year. But they're for a while. filming that in Rhode Island, which I'm bummed about. I know, but people they'll still pretend it's Salem. I think, yeah, but still, they do that for tax breaks now. Oh, that makes sense. We kind of do it all year round, like the spirits and everything. And I don't like scary movies at all. Oh, you guys are scary too. movie people too. Big time. I don't like like the Saw movies. I don't like like I don't the like House Saw. Haunted Hill movie. I don't like any of that like gory gory. Like I'll watch the 1950s, 1940s mm-hmm. stuff. All day. I like real stuff that could happen versus like, I mean, possession can happen, but you know where things kind of get crazy. I don't know. I also used, we used to watch, do you remember when Stephen King would have his movies would premiere on Saturday night on like network Mm -mm. TV? (gasps) We would watch those as a family. There was one that was so good and I can't think of the name, but it was like these like things you couldn't see in the clouds that made this weird like chattering noise. Oh my God. It was so creepy. And we watched it all as a family together when we were young and we would get so, and my dad also fell asleep on the couch and we watched it for the first time when we were five. Mm -hmm. I was five. My brother was four. My dad fully fell asleep on the couch watching whatever was on before it. And we watched the entirety of it. And I think that that was like my threshold for terrifying things. That was the first movie that scared me. I was, a little older because I was spending the night at a friend's house and (laughs) we had a babysitter and we went up to her mom's room and watched it in her mom's bed. And then we were so scared. And then it just spiraled from there. Then we watched Poltergeist and then we did all this other stuff. So yeah. Uh, and then the Ouija boards. You remember Ouija boards? I had one. And it kept falling from my closet and my mom got rid of it. (laughs) Because it kept freaking uh, me out. She, yeah. And I think yep. I bought one since I was an adult too, I want to say. Oh, yeah. They're super fun. But see, I'm also now as an adult and doing more research, very cautious about what I bring into my home, like energy-wise. Yeah. Like if I ever did a Ouija board, I would do it with like a professional because you can also yeah. bring in really negative stuff. And as a kid, I didn't think into that. Well, um, you didn't care because you didn't have little mm-hmm. kids to care about getting haunted exactly. in your beds. Now like we, we would do little like, like seances and stuff. And now totally. I'm like, I would not do that now. Did you guys ever do um, light as a feather, stiff as a board at sleepovers? No, but I I didn't oh, know about it as a kid. But now I'm like, I, that would have been right up my alley. Uh, so. What was that from? I think it was from like The Craft. I don't know. But I need to go yes. back and watch all those women power witchy movies now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Now that's what so. I'm doing now. Yep. <laughs> 
See you later, kids. <laughs> Sorry, homeschool. Mom is busy. Uh, mom's watching the craft for the rest yep. of the day. <laughs> exactly. So keep sharing your stories because clearly yeah, we we'll like do them another all year. one of these because we love this. And um, if anything spooky happens to you this year or over Halloween or this brings up any memory for you, share it and we'll do another round of yep. paranormal. But we just want to get one Halloween one out because yep. it's spooky season. And if you guys have any other ideas for them thematic episodes let us know because we like a good theme and we try and do what's relevant to like the seasons so if you have any ideas and thank you for crystal and Kristen, correct yep yep that wrote in their names are so we're having trouble getting them mixed up i love a good rocking chair and i love a good old lady standing over you while you're sleeping good luck sleeping tonight everyone yeah and if you can't (laughs) call your therapist and take your meds (laughs) 